We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Just let me... Yes, we are. Okay. The Vale Podcast. Living it up for Mildura Living Magazine. Summer issue out now. Probably the living it up is probably the right phrase right now. <laughs> However, Kato, have you seen... That, by the way, malo gato. Malo day. Have you seen the Mildura Living Summer Issue? It features no. yours truly and a bit of a Vogue feature. Oh, wow. I'll sign you a copy later and drop Definitely. On yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Sweetheart, how are you? First of all, condolences on the loss of your sweet oh, mum. Oh, thanks, Dale. It's, um, it's shocking. How are you feeling? Um, slowly recovering because we all caught COVID. Mm. So my whole house had it except for the the two that was fully vaccinated. Oh, really? Yeah, so the two that were fully vaccinated and the one that had one vaccination mm. were negative. So all of us, the rest, three of us, me, my sister, my younger sister and my brother-in-law, were unvaccinated. That's the whole reason of me coming on. Ah. I wanted to just express to people who are unvaccinated why it's important to be vaccinated. Mm. And mm. Your mum was vaccinated though, wasn't she? My mum was fully vaccinated. She was due for her booster that week. She couldn't get her booster because they found out she was um, positive. Mm. And they won't give it to you yeah, so while they, you've got it. They wanted mum to fight it. And, and I'll say this, the vaccination did do its job. Mm. My mum was an elderly woman, but it did do its job. Like, I just, I'm just saddened because we didn't get it. Can I ask why you didn't get it? Why weren't you work at a pharmacy? I would have thought you'd be first in line. I would have thought you'd be had to be first in line. Yeah, I got I I I got the flu vaccine, but when it came to the COVID vaccine, I was a bit um I, I didn't believe in it to be honest. What do you mean you didn't believe in it? You just had the flu vaccine. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't believe in that. Uh, just a lot of farm um, noise. Can you talk to me about the logic, the, the gutto logic that goes through, you'll get these vaccines but not the... The thing, yeah. Mm. Uh, it did take me a while yeah, and John and Karen can ver- verify with that one on the flu vaccine. It did take me a while because I'm a person who's scared of needles. Okay. I may be a big person but I'm very scared of needles. Are you really? Very scared. Oh, when I why have, is that? Where's I don't know. I, I don't know. Like even taking blood, I almost gonna I'm almost gonna faint. Yeah, but taking blood, they they that's not a needle. That's like a hose that they yeah. stick in you to get that blood it's out. It's still the same thing. Well, I, no, I but I can't look at it. Yeah, I, which I I don't I don't begrudge anyone that because that's fine. I'm a blood donor, so it doesn't bother me whatsoever. But I'm interested to know when people say they're petrified of needles, what has triggered that? Why are you so... Because little, especially the vaccination needles, it's tiny little pinprick. Yeah, it's tiny now, but I remember always getting vaccine, like when I was younger, and how big it was. Oh, mm. I was petrified. Of course it was big I, then, you were only I, little. I, I wanted... <laughs> I wanted the doctor to just knock me out and give it to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, so it's a childhood thing. Childhood thing. And John and Karen knew about it when 
every time I got my flu vaccine. I'm like, Karen will be holding my hand and John will be trying to hold the other hand just to keep me down. Wow. So after you've had COVID and after your mum has passed on, you've finally had your first shot. first shot. And has the rest of the household had their shots now? The doctor has told the other two, leave it for three months. I said to the doctor, is it safe for me to get it? They said they prefer to leave it a while, but I said, no, I'm not waiting because I don't want to get it again Mm. and not have anything. I walked in, I got um, COVID and it's like, you're you're pretty much, um, you're lucky to be walking out and mm. not die from COVID if you're unvaccinated. That's the whole reason of me coming here, like mm. just to stress out to the unvaccinated. Go and get vaccinated. It's hard also, and I'll, I'll admit this, big people. Mm. I'm a very big person. It's hard. I think it, not necessarily big because I'm a big person too. I'm No, like, like as in a, a person who's not physically active. Yeah, physically fit and healthy. Fit and healthy, yeah. that's the word. And I think that they are starting, doctors and epidemiologists are really starting to drive that message home that those that lead healthy lifestyles will fight COVID, particularly given that they're vaccinated. They'll also, you know, have little issue with any side effects from the vaccine. Yeah. Um, but they are really starting to drive that message home that the healthier your lifestyle, the easier this will be mm. um, because there are a lot of cases out there now and it is, you know, it's really spreading through the community. Serious. Yeah, so chances are that it, it may cross your path at one point or another. Mm. Le- and I'm, I'm an advocate for a healthy lifestyle anyway. So I have always been. Well, yeah, but it's not the it's not just the you know the being a big person. It's the it's the healthy lifestyle and the you know if you if you drink and smoke and eat fried food every day, then yes. internally you're not going to be very healthy. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So, um, not not saying that you drink and smoke every day. I would hope <laughs> you don't. I don't drink or smoke. No, exactly. So, <laughs> but um, let let's talk about about. The timeline, because there's been a lot of rumour and innuendo around, particularly the case with with mum, and it hit the media, and it was a bit of a sensational headline. And I'm, yep. you know, I, I am come from the media, and I, I just, I don't go looking for sensational headlines. I go looking for the truth. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So let's talk about. So who got it first? Was it you? What happened? Who brought it into the household? Did you live with mum? Yeah, we all live with mum. Okay. So um, mum apparently had it before all of us. Ah. So one day I came home, it was a Sunday, and mum coughed on me and I was just like, oh, okay. So by my, that's how quick I got sick. I didn't. I, I knew mum was sick, so mum was sick on um, uh, Saturday or whatever and she stayed in bed and she was coming out of her room and she coughed and it was so quick. The next day I was sick. Not into her elbow, obviously. Huh? She didn't cough Not into her, her elbow. elbow. No. She's an elderly woman, yeah. you know. Um, and um, So then the next day okay, you had symptoms. next day I was really bad. Really? Headaches, aches and pain. I was just like, I felt like I had cancer or something. Can I ask about your lower back? Was Did you get pain through your lower yes, back? Yes, mum had it too. Right, because a lot of people are now saying that their first symptom is 
agonizing pain in their lower back. Lower back. My mum, I think that's what could have, could have caused mum to have a, a mini stroke because mum fell on that Sunday. Me and my sister were trying to pick her up. Like, yeah. And being a big woman, it was so hard. Mm. So well, she had a stroke on that Sunday. Yeah, we didn't realise that. Her legs were weak. She just said she can't stand up. Right. She just got out of bed and she just fell. Wow. Yeah. Is this before going off to church? She, mum never went to church. The honest truth, mum never went to church Did at she all. Not? Mum didn't go to church for two weeks. Right. She didn't go to church for two weeks. As soon as we heard the COVID started in um, Rodmel, okay, we stopped mum from that. Right. But we did have a visitor. Yeah. We did have a visitor that was infected. But um, we're not going to go there. But no, yeah. Because he survived it, mm. whereas mum didn't. Mm. And, and the thing I was, mum had a lot of complication. And, we, and you know... The vaccine does work. I do s- express that to everyone, especially to my people, my Tongan community, that it does work. Has there been since? Has there been a bigger uptake on the on the vaccine since Mum passed? That's I don't know. That's why I want to come okay. on and just get people to go and get vaccinated. Yeah, I like I even even Mum's funeral as mm. a as a. Um, Cemetery. I was fully shouting it to my people. Yeah, I was like, "Go and get vaccinated." Yeah, because the the vaccine vaccination rates within the Tongan community is quite low, isn't it? In mm. in the whole Islander community, I believe. And we don't like to sort of to to split them up, but sometimes when there's an issue, then maybe we do need to say, "Hang on, guys, come on." And yeah. especially with almond harvest coming up, mm. like. That could be, and we're suffering with staff now. I think yes. Luke's down to four staff, four weeks out from harvest. So he's a little bit stressed. And I can't imagine the bigger farms, um, if they're going to be without staff, then there's going to be a lot of really grumpy managers around That's for right. a start. But That's also right. a really a lot of really unhealthy people, and we don't want that. We don't want people to be getting really sick. sick. Um, you ended up in ICU as well in yes. Mildura, didn't yes. you? Yes. Yes. Talk us through that. How did how quickly did it escalate? Very quickly. So on a Monday, I was sick. Mum got rushed to hospital on a Thursday. So mum got really bad from Sunday. Oh, I don't know why mum survived that long. Yeah, right. And they got there. Her her lungs were fully covered with COVID and pneumonia. That's what they call it. Uh. My I was the same too. I got there. My my um, lungs were covered with pneumonia. Yeah. COVID. And that's the, the filling up of the fluid yeah. in the yeah, okay. It's hard. Like mm. the feeling of it, it's like you're drowning. drowning. It's so hard and you're trying and you're grasping for breath. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's awful. Mm. So mum went to hospital on the Thursday, then they moved her to Sunshine Hospital, is that right? Yep, straight on that day. Yeah, oh, like right. a Saturday they put her to Sunshine. Wow. Okay. And you stayed in Mildura. I stayed in Mildura. Is this over, this was over Christmas New Year break, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We all had Christmas and New Year. Um, I come home for New Year's. Mm-hmm. The others, like whereas Mum passed before New Year's. Yeah. My brother and my my brother in law, my sister, come after New Year's. So they pretty much had Christmas and New Year's in hospital. So they were in hospital as well. So it was a real family affair. Yeah. You really, might say. Really. Wow. It hit. The, the honest truth, it hit the unvaccinated real bad. We got a real smashing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which which 
to be fair, the scientists have been telling us for years now yeah. that the vaccinations are the thing that's going to, you know, put an end to the lockdowns and the restrictions and all this kind of stuff. But the vaccination is the key to health, yep. to, to stay healthy. And, yeah, you, you might get it and you might get a sore back and you might get some symptoms, but you're not going to have that severe, severe pneumonia feeling um, and those types of symptoms. So, oh, And how long were you in ICU for? Um, so I was there for, um, just after the 16th. I come out. Of just December or January. December. Oh, I was going to say, not even at the 16th of December. Yeah, right. December. Okay. And then I come out, um, I come out just three days before New Year's. Wow. So, so you were in there for a while. Yeah. I was there for a while. Jeepers. That's yeah. a long hospital stay. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. That's not ideal at all. No. Nice. How was the food? The food was all right. Could you eat? Yeah. Uh, no. For mm. the first week, I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't drink anything. They had to force the drinking. Yeah, right. Did they have you on like a um, the banana bag, the IV hydration? No. No? I didn't want that. How come? I was real Oh, fussy. the needles. Yeah, really? Yeah. Really, Kato? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? And I got the- For dehydration though, like- Man, yeah, you I would be really the mo the most painful patient. patient oh yeah. my gosh, that's what they said to me. You oh, the most pa- oh yeah, and and they said we could give you your COVID jab here, and I said, look, let me think about it. As soon as I got out, and I felt my legs were weaker, I said to my husband, I'll book. I'm going to book it for Saturday. Yeah, because I'm still going to isolate for it. Because they um, said to me, you still isolate for uh, three days. Okay, before going out to the community. because yeah. I had three days to, to go. Yeah. Okay. And I still isolated, so I'm on the Saturday. I, I booked it, said I'm getting it. And where did you get it? At um, uh, Terry White's. Oh, chemist. in yeah. I did ring the chemist here. Yep. But they didn't have any, and it was over New Year's and and you know holidays. Yeah. Um, Dr. Jane was closed as well. My mm. doctor. So. Yeah. No. And Bendigo Health have since been here doing um, the vaccination and their testing clinics, which are great, and they are coming back. So. Um, just so people are aware, and they are going to have a day for doing kids, and kids is class or children is classified as five to twelve year olds. So they'll have the pediatric Pfizer, mind you. When I sat down to have my third booster shot the other day, the nurse, bless her, they were so nice. This Bendigo Health team that came was so lovely, and she sat me down and she's gone. So which one would you like? I went. I have never, ever. When I've been vaccinated before, and I've been vaccinated for a lot because I've travelled a lot, yeah. I've never been asked what brand of vaccination I'd like. I don't care. Just this is what I had last time. Jab. You tell me. She's like, right, well, we'll do this one and and move on. I'm like, I, not once would I be able to tell you the brand or the manufacturer of any of the vaccines <laughs> I've had before in my life, ever. It's like going shopping for shoes. I know. Well, it kind of is, but I'm just like, oh, there's been so much weight given to this one or that one and anyway. Um, but Bendigo Health are going to come back. It's hopefully in two weeks. If you want to get kids onto the waiting list, you can call Robinvale District Health Services Primary Care on 50518160. Talk to Prue. She'll put you on the uh, on the waiting list. But, Beautiful. yeah, that will be um, a vaccination clinic again for all for your um first, second or third dose, but the kids will be done as well because I've just booked Peyton in and probably advisable with school going back and Victoria are standing firm 
saying that Victoria will be going back to school as per normal. I know Queensland have pushed it back or they're going to go to online. So it's going to be some interesting, interesting times mm. ahead of us. But um, so Charlie did actually give me, after we'd had a conversation the other day and then Charlie, oh, I have to do all the corrections from, Charlie was quite upset with what, Ethan and I were talking about on last week's podcast. <laughs> He's very responsible and he takes health very, very seriously and he hasn't been socialising. He did go to a party, a very small gathering on New Year's Eve, but he does take health seriously and he does all the right things and he has to. He's a paramedic. So That's right. Um, I'd like to think that is implied, but maybe I do need to say it. Charlie is very responsible. And to be honest, and this might be contentious as well, Charlie's my go-to when it comes to medical Wow. Not medical advice. I wouldn't take medical advice, but with regard to like infection control, because paramedics have to be trained in all that kind of stuff. True, true. And with any sort of medical discussions, he's had a lot of training. He's been a paramedic for a long time. So, um, and he explains it to me like I'm a four year old. (laughs) So, after you and I had chatted uh, last week, I called him and I'm like, so what happens? Like, some people, they're saying some people died with COVID or they die, they passed away from COVID. He's like, yeah, okay. So, it's just like saying someone's died with cancer or from cancer. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't explain it to me like I'm a four year old. Yeah. So he said, well, you can be walking down the street and you can have cancer, but you can still get hit by a bus. So yeah. imagine that, and the hitting the bus is what kills you. So imagine that when you you might have some underlying health conditions and you can have that or you can, you know, it might be not leading a healthy lifestyle or it might be a heart condition. You've got a heart yep. condition too, yep, haven't I you? I do. Yeah. I do have a heart condition. His analogy was that imagine COVID is the bus. And I went, oh. Yep. So whatever you've got, then the bus, is the, that will come in and... Yep. And I went, oh, okay, that makes sense that, to me That now. makes a lot of sense. And I love how we did that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I thought, oh. Gutho will get a lot of a lot of knowledge out of that as well. Yeah, thought, exactly. Yeah, that's a much better way to explain it, right? Because you can listen to all these epidemiologists on in the media and on the news and whatever, and and still not quite, quite understand. Yeah. Get it? Like it takes me probably two or three times of someone repeating things, and it's sort of become obvious to me recently that I've probably had ADHD my entire life. Because learning's not – anyway, that's a whole, whole other podcast. But it takes two or three times before things sink in. So, um, yeah, when he explained it to me after, you know, yep. I'd, I'd listened to all of these science people, yep. um, that made that made sense. So thanks, Chalutz. We really appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Um, well, how are you, how are you coping now? Because you had the funeral on Saturday, you yes, said. Yes, we had the funeral on Saturday. We made it as um, safe as, you know, even though they allowed it, but we preferred people just to um, uh, view it on live stream. Oh, so we had idea. it on live stream. Mm-hmm. Family all over the world could be um, could actually attend it on live stream. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Robin Mail people didn't attend. They just, you know, they just gave, you know, just left it on the door, and that, which was good because they played it safe. That's great. They played it safe last week. And and one thing I didn't want, and I stressed that to the community, I don't want my mum's funeral to be a funeral that people will remember that that's where the outbreak, you a know, COVID, yeah. Mm. I, I wanted my mum to be remembered for who she is, not be remembered that she's the one, that her funeral was the one that, 
that COVID, you know, just went crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, well, that's great. Do you think that, I mean, that, that illustrates a lot of respect, not only for, for your mum, but for you and your wishes as well. Yeah, we want, because we've gone through, we've had COVID mm. and we wanted to stress it out to people and say, look, we understand but like a lot of this Tongan tradition and rituals, we have to cut back mm. and and really do think about our health. We all have elderly people in this town yep. and we want to think of them too. And there's people who have underlying diseases mm. that, you know, may may not um, survive it. So for us to care for one, one another, there's live stream that the morgues are excellent. Mm. We had the um, Northwest Morgue, do mum stuff, and it was beautiful. Oh, that's good. Live stream, everything. My whole family was a part of the funeral to mm. to the cemetery. Mm. And that's really good, particularly when you've got an international family. You know, mm. you've got family still in Tonga that, yeah. could, that could attend virtually. Yeah, my mum comes mm. from a family of 11. She's the eldest wow. of 11. Yeah, right. And all of them are in America and one in, in Australia. He didn't attend. Yeah. And I love that he didn't attend. I said, look, we have to be wise about this. Because he's all the way in Queensland. I said, be wise about it. Go and get vaccinated. See how we go in in one year of mum. Yeah. But like for now, we're not going to celebrate mum's life or thing. We're just going to get the funeral out of the way. Yeah. Probably a year's time, we'll mm. see. But the, the the best thing now is just get vaccinated. That's all I keep stressing to people. I didn't believe in it. And I'm so sorry if a lot of poor people saw on my on my Facebook because I was a bit advocate for it. Mm. Uh, I'm telling. People, I was going to say because you were pushing the you know I need to tell my community to get vaccinated a year ago, and then someone had said to me, "Oh no, Kato wasn't vaccinated." I was like, "Are you sure?" I wasn't I'm, vaccinated. <gasps> I was shocked. The I was honestly shot shocked. Was yes, we talked about yeah, the flu shot. yeah, we did. But not the vaccination. <gasps> a lot of noise. I know a lot of noise. A lot of people need to get off social media, mm-hmm. social media, and really just get on the government stuff because that's what matters. Because I didn't. I thought you know there was just a lot of noise that I listened to that caused me to make a decision that almost killed me for real. And I um, just want to apologise to people who actually follow my social media. You know what. The person who was a big advocate of not um, um, not believing in um, in the vaccine, I'm telling you, go and get vaccinated because it's hard. Mm. It's hard, like, and it nearly killed you. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm still struggling to breathe now. Yeah, like slowly, my lungs are coming back, but. It's going to take a while. Because they talk about long COVID as well. And I've had, I I mean, I get a lot. People send me all sorts of um, propaganda. And I will call it propaganda. It absolutely is. And I don't respond to it anymore. I just go, okay, if that's what you want to be, that's fine. But I'm not adding fuel to the fire. I know where I get my information from. Mm. And although there are are a lot of people that are anti-establishment, that's fine. I'm part of the establishment and I, you know, without rules, regulation and government, we have anarchy. So I will follow the information that the government's giving me and they're giving us a fair amount at the moment. So um, that's where I – so don't bother sending me – videos from random websites on the dark web or wherever. And I I get them all the time. I reckon every second day someone will listen to this podcast and go, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you're one of them. I'm like, are you joking? Yeah. Really? 
do you mean yeah. you can't believe I'm a, I'm part of the government? Mm. Are you are you serious? <laughs> anyway, um, Gato, have you got? Um, did you want to do a piece in in Tongan to get the message out there? Yeah, I'll, I can do that. I haven't got your intro, but pretend that it's playing, and I'll put it in yeah, here later. Put it in. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can go whenever you're ready. Okay. Let's. Malolele kakaitonga o yusteni kauma Robin Valley ko tuka fafita mfamalo kita mai hevani hene tuku mai fanga mali e maaku ke fai ai fakatonulea kihe kihe covid jab ko ko uhinga eku fakahoha ko lea tupeni mefefine na tai huhu na tai huhu he ko amia Kokulea tu huneo ngo kosi mama heatu ai maufae kaku and she was na 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 huhu ai maufae kako e uhinga ni fema wa pito akinautolo oktai huhu ke muo huhu okutokoni au pito ai huhu ya kiat kimautolo na kokole famole mole atu ke kakai tonga mafanki fanao Okunau fasio ihe kunga hiva hiva he kihe 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 huhu fema wa pito keta huhu he na hoko ai tai huhu ya pama umautolu he covidi e mawapi na malope ai moui kako taimi ko tawo ai huhu malava he huhu kene to ma ama ato e mafasia koya kuau na tai huhu Pana mawa heni monia koviti. Fainga ta, fainga ta, koi mepe nau ilo ke fai, koi kaila kasisu, kole kasisu, kene tokoni iau, ke malava ke mava hemiai. Kakoi uhinga ku asi mai eku fakaho haat ke kakai tonga. Tafakau kau lahi, ke tau community, ke kakai tonga, tawo huhu. Famole mole na hoko e kufralea koni kafafi potoi halaha mea pehe. Koe ofa pei ai tonga ihe tonga. Tawo huhu patokoni ihe tau kakai. Neonga okuai kakai unau taitui na tolke huhu e whanau. Oh huhu e whanau. Fainga taia. Kokulea tu koa ueni koe oseni e wike tolu ke fainga taia pe manawa. Toi mea taha ke tautau hea mo uilelei, koi mea e tene tokoni ki tautolo kakaitonga. O falahi atu ke nga hifofonga kotoa kakaitonga i Robinvale ka umai Houston tua eki o faatu malo. That sounded an impassioned plea. Yeah, I yeah. really wanted to just tell them and yeah. say to them, look, I'm sorry that I was one of those advocates who didn't. Believe in it. Or an anti-advocate, one a- might say. Yeah, yeah. anti-advocate. And I said to them, like, the, it's real. COVID's real. I'm mm. still struggling to to heal from it. And Dr. Nalen said it does. That's what pneumonia does. takes a while for yeah. you to heal. It takes a while for your lungs to clean up because that's mm. what it is. It's mm. like a, yeah, dirty lungs for, dirty for, lungs a, for, for a, a while. while. Yeah. Well, I hope you, um, I hope you start feeling better very soon. It's just the breathing. Everything yeah. else is good. I know. I want to go back to work. But breathing is kind of important, Gato. That's, yes. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? Yes. Like, breathing is – I didn't realise how important 
important breathing lungs. <laughs> TV. You kind of need to breathe mm-hmm. to live. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very true. Yeah. I do agree with you 100% there. Mm. It's vitally important. So please look after yourself. Thank you, darling. If you want to come on, and you know my door's always open anyway, so thank you for calling and asking um, to come on um, and and talk about this because it's really important. And I'm, I really admire your strengths. Like your mum's funeral was Saturday and here you are on Wednesday yeah. talking about it so thank you so much and i really admire that um and we will talk to you again in the next couple of weeks have you got anything else that you want to add as in to no i just want to add to please go get jabbed (laughs) get your booster as well i've got my first so just letting it out there Mm -hmm. waiting on my second i will get my booster so I advise everyone in the community just do it because mm. you wouldn't want to be going into uh, having COVID without it. It's scary, mm. scary stuff. Mm. Very serious. It scared you into going near a needle. So yes. that's significant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It didn't hurt the first one. It didn't hurt. No. The only thing I started feeling it when she did it, I'm like, oh, did you really do that? And she's like, yeah. But I, my husband thinks it's because with the arranging of the uh, funeral, I must have had the side effects later because I started feeling it wasn't side effects. Mm. I just felt it was a bit. A bit of pain, but I took a Panadol and I was yeah. all right. I haven't had side effects from any of them. The first one, I didn't feel. She said, right, are you done? And I went, oh, really? I <laughs> That's what I, I didn't felt. feel it at all. The second one, I had a bit of a sore arm for like half an hour afterwards. The third one, I will say, and I had the Moderna the third one, my arm was sore afterwards. Not at the time. Didn't hurt going in or anything like that. Um, but that night, the one and it might have been the boys just hitting the spot as well, oh. you know, just playing rough or whatever. And then I kind of went, oh, cheapers, that arm is actually quite sore. But other than that, nothing. Oh. Yeah. But anyway. So, um, yeah, we're all a fully vaccinated family and Peyton's going in for his next week. Good job. And I don't mind telling people that because he's also asthmatic. And this is the thing. And people, you know, people can judge all they want, but at the end of the day, or people that are anti-advocates or whatever, at the end of the day for my family, and it obviously affects every family differently, yep. you know, it's going to affect your family very different different to mine. But in my family, I've got an asthmatic six-year-old, I've got a type 1 diabetic stepson. Now, if he goes anywhere near COVID, it could kill him. It He's vaccinated. like He's vaccinated. He had to, has to be. He's type 1 diabetic and they know that people with diabetes are really vulnerable to COVID. Yes. So guess what? I'm not going to risk his life and if it, effectively it's his life, Peyton's life, he's asthmatic, really prone to like any respiratory disease I'm going to try to avoid and my dad's a cancer patient. So hello, judge all you want, go true, and get true. your vaccine. If you want to associate with me and my family, get vaccinated. Yes, Simple as that. I think that that should be the rule. Yeah. Get vaccinated. You're, you're um, looking after the community too. And your family. And your family. Yeah. Like, like um, I come out being a diabetic Really? Mm. At type so, 2? Type 1. So, um, my sister's a diabetic herself, her husband, and so, they, 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 that's why they were in intensive care for so long. So do you now have to give yourself needles every day? Not needles, just um, the tablets. Oh, so Brooklyn has um, four needles every day. So you, yeah, you'd be here. I mean, he's great now, and he's really good at managing it, and he does all the right things. Oh, ouch! But yeah, I mean, you'd hate that. They're only little, like yeah, but, but still, still, ouch! Yeah, yeah. I was crying when they gave me COVID um, 
jabs every day. I'm like, do you really have to give me that? Come on. Uh, yes. In a, in a word, yes, they do. Gato, thank you so much. Thank you for Hello. having me. Malopito. Take your game in a new direction, northwest or downstream to Robinvale. With a brand new resort development, a magnificent 18-hole golf course, amazing food and entertainment in the clubhouse, it's a perfect spot for a quick getaway or extended golf trip. Take your game in a new direction to the Robinvale Golf Resort. And that will be open, the motel I mean, very, very soon. A certificate of occupancy has been done. We spoke about it with Ethan in last week's episode. Now, it has been an interesting start to the year, to say the very least. There's a lot going on. The storm we had this week with hail. I'm sure the blockies are loving that. I haven't called Donnie this week for a good reason. I just want to give him some space in case he has been hit hard. Cricket is back already. There's been basketball clinics with um, Mahalia Jackson, which is great, from Mildura. There's been swimming intensives. There's been all sorts of things going on. The new netball change rooms are finished. The new entrance to the leisure centre and the footy ground is finished, although it's not finished. It's completed and usable, but it's not finished. There is more to come. Uh, Might be a bit of a delay. For other reasons, you can call me if you need to find out why. Don't stress. There's a lot of other things happening too. But I wanted to take a moment to say something. I wanted to say a sincere and personal thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you that went into bat for me in The Guardian this week. If you didn't see the edition on the 7th of January, there was a letter in there from a local resident who shall remain nameless demanding an apology from me. You can read it and you can find out who it was. An apology will not be forthcoming. In this week's edition, there are 10 letters supporting me. I feel like I almost have a a band of siblings around me protecting me. And it's awesome. I mean, I don't I don't need protecting. It's fine. I'm fine. But what is really awesome is that the silent majority is no longer content being silent. I mean, I've had some people tell me that they were really offended by that initial letter. Don't be. I'm not. I thought it was entertaining at best. But now that the silent majority has found their voice, what is next? It's interesting, isn't it? Look, if I could get the names and the email addresses of everyone who wrote in, I would thank each and every one of you individually. But for now, this little sign-off at the end of this week's podcast and a little Facebook Live later on will have to do. But sincerely, thank you. Some of the letters in the paper were extraordinary. Some were really, I mean, they were all really well written and I was just really humbled reading them all. So thank you. Thank you so much. Hopefully next week we'll be back to a bit of normality. That might be hard to come by this year. So for now, this podcast will come out on a fortnightly basis rather than weekly just to lighten my workload a little bit because I do the whole lot. The hosting, the production, the editing, the finding guests, it's all me. And I appreciate everyone that does come on each and every episode. But there is a lot on and it is only January. So you can keep up to date with all of the happenings around Robinvale and Euston and the wider community as well on the Vale Podcast. You can keep up to date on our website too, thevalepodcast.com.au. Until our next episode, stay safe, get vaccinated, get your booster, and I shall talk to you soon. If you would like to sponsor us, you can also contact us by the website. The Vale Podcast, living it up for Mildura Living Magazine, summer issue out now.